It is Sunday, May 10th. Time for a new daily Come On Now MMA podcast. Um, so I took a bunch of notes um, throughout the UFC 249 fight card and, and before. I wanted to, to do this podcast last night, but my my brain would not cooperate with me. And so I waited till now and been a slightly better space. I don't know what it was. Um, just couldn't, things weren't working. I think it was a, a bad diet. Um, didn't have enough carbs, so my brain was not functioning. That happens. Um, so I had some pizza tonight, and now I'm feeling better. So the first thing I had was... um the um the non-disclosure agreement and I'm going to talk about that I don't think I'm going to talk about that today because I haven't had the time to really grasp that and and dig in and figure out exactly what is going on so I'm going to try and do that tomorrow but what I what I do know is that before the event I said the biggest media story was going to be um, the testing procedures and the protocol and everything that was going into the COVID-19 testing that the UFC was going to do for this event. Um, and that if that wasn't the number one story that folks, the uh, media that attended the fight were working on, that that would be a, a failure on the on the folks that did attend the event. And I will stand by that. The only story I was interested in coming out of that event was uh, how the testing was done and how in-depth it went. And the only real information we got from that was um, leaked information from non-media folks and delving into the uh, social media posts from the fighters and the camps. So we know that the UFC let uh, allowed the fighters in their camps to move in and out of the hotel freely. We know that they did not enforce the mask protocol. We know that they said that Souza was immediately um, isolated, and that's not true because he was in that video that Fabrizio Verdum deleted. Uh, I think it was deleted since the story broke that um, Souza tested positive. So we know there was giant gaps. We know that there was a failure, um, that Souza shouldn't even have been allowed to travel, a simple uh, screening of of these folks before they even left their homes would have revealed that he had come in contact with someone that um, he thought that had coronavirus or COVID-19, and so he should have been tested at his residence before he left. That didn't happen. So there's a lot of things that didn't happen, and we didn't find those out from the really from the media at the event. We didn't really find out anything from them. Um, it's still unclear how many times people were tested, um, the results, what the instructions were um, for anyone that was there that's going home um, that left for that left the event on Saturday night or, su- or Sunday, 
So we don't know anything really. And that's a gigantic failure of the MMA media. And if they signed um, a non-disclosure agreement that they were going to not report on um, the COVID-19 testing and protocol, fine. Um, that's their decision. But um, I believe everyone that is in a media position uh, that did did sign that and did attend the event should disclose that. I feel that that's a, something that really should be disclosed. Um, and I don't think that these people that, that did sign that, um, I don't think they can, I don't think they should be, I don't, how do I put this? Um, it's just not, it, it, it wasn't the right move. Um, you can't call yourself a journalist and agree to signing a non-disclosure agreement um, for simply covering a event. This wasn't a major to-do. This was just another event, um, and it and and that to sign that it it just it doesn't sit well with me, um, and it the whole endeavor then becomes more. Um, now you're you're an MMA media member, more or less doing the bidding of the UFC. If they tell you you can't report on something and you agree on it, that's not media. That's not journalism. That's that's public relations for the UFC. And this is why um, Dana White was beating that beating that drum um, so relentlessly for the past you know little while that you should more or less cover the the sport and the UFC in a positive light. And why he said that is because people will agree to do that. And and so now he believes that that is what the role of the media is because he can control some aspects of the media. So it's a, it's a bad look. Um, and I will cover that more in, in depth as uh, uh, hopefully tomorrow. So we'll see. We'll see where that, what what comes of that. Here's a quick question for the, the stick the sports crew. Where were you folks on Saturday night when the UFC ran that Donald Trump video? Were you there? Did you did you tell the UFC to stick the sports? Um, you can't have it both ways. You can't criticize the media for leaning left and imploring them to stick to sports and then having a Donald Trump video to introduce the UFC 249 broadcast and not and not also give a stick to sports take it's one or the other either it's stick to sports on both sides or it's um, you can say what you want um, so think about that ponder that for a little bit at least and you know maybe next time someone offers an opinion that you don't like because of their political leaning, you know, just give it a little rest before you tell them to stick to sports. Uh, the Henry Cejudo retirement thing kind of shocked me. Um, but almost as, as soon as he said it, I understand it. He's 33. He's been wrestling forever. He's... Uh, not too long in the MMA world, but he's achieved things that 99% of the 
folks who start an MMA career will not. Um, he wants to start a family. He wants to spend time with that family. He wants to give it a rest because all he's known for his whole life is training, 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 and preparation. And at 33, he's still got plenty of time to uh, to live his life. And, I mean, he walks away at the top of the game. Gold medal in wrestling in the Olympics. Won and defended the UFC flyweight title. Won and defended the UFC bantamweight title. Left on a decent win streak. And if he has the means to walk away at the at the height of his um, powers, then so be it. Not many people can do that. So if it's a serious retirement, I have my doubts on that. But if it is a serious retirement, good for him. Um, better to walk away at the top than crawl away at the bottom. And so... If he, if he sticks to this, great, great. Um, so good for him. And I, I don't know, I have nothing else to say about that. He, uh, he looked great. He, he, you know, won the fight, defended the title, walks away at the top. Can't ask for anything more uh, out of a career. Uh, now, on to Dominic Cruz. I didn't have a problem with that stoppage um, at UFC 249. Uh, the knee hurt him. The knee dropped him. Cejudo unloaded, I think it was nine, landed strikes on the ground out of um, 11 attempted strikes. There was not a good defense on the ground. I understand that he was um, trying to get to his feet there. When, when the fight was waved off, I don't know if Keith Peterson was in the position to see that. Um, I think his uh, knee, Cruz's knee on the, on the side of the fence was where he was raising that up to get to his feet. I don't know if Peterson was in position when he stopped the fight to see that he was getting to his feet. I think the concentration was more on the strikes to the head that... that um, Cruz was absorbing, and from what Peterson saw, I, I think that was, I don't think it was a bad stoppage. Uh, I think it was a just stoppage, um, and that's all I have to say about the stoppage. I, um, I don't understand the after-the-event argument that he gave Joe Rogan where he said that he had told Peterson... Um, that he wanted to go out, let him fight till he was, you know, if it, if the end was coming, let him fight till he was unconscious. That, uh, by Cruz telling Peterson that is that is that's meaningless. That's a totally meaningless uh, conversation because um, Peterson's not job. Any referee's job is not to agree to that. Their job is to protect the fighter. So if the referee sees someone not defending themselves and they think that it's time to end the fight, then that's what they are going to do. And that's what Peterson did. So if 
Cruz wanted to fight on till he's unconscious. That's his right to want that. But it's not the referee's job to grant that wish. The referee's there to protect the fighter. Um, and I think that's what Peterson did. I think he made the, the call that he thought was correct. I think the call was correct. Um, other people will see otherwise. Um, and that's fine. I, I don't think it's by any means a, a robbery or a, a, a egregiously wrong call, If even if it was a wrong call, and it wasn't. But, I yeah, I take umbrage with the Cruz multiple times saying that he told um, the referee that he wanted to fight till he was unconscious because that's that's not his decision to make. And I especially am disappointed in the way Cruz ha handled the, the interview um, with ESPN where he said that he smelled alcohol and cigarettes on Peterson. If he smells cigarettes on him, who the, who the fuck cares? Guy wants to smoke cigarettes. He can smoke cigarettes. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's his own health. If he wants to do what he wants to do with his health, that's fine. The alcohol part really, really bothers me because uh, the charges were made um, by Cruz when Peterson could not defend himself. He had no, no, I don't know if he was even around when those charges were made. Um, Cruz is a professional. He's been around this sport long enough to know that you don't air that kind of thing on an ESPN interview. You, you deal with that with the UFC and with the commission. Um, and it seems silly that he did it, um, at all in, in public like he did. Um, I would hope now, but now that he has done it, the commission should be dealing with this. They should look into it. Um, they should question Peterson and anyone he was around. And, um, if... Cruz is correct if that turns out to be if his if his allegations are correct that you know there was alcohol involved then Peterson should deal with the repercussions from that but those repercussions should come from um, the commission and and perhaps the UFC on the other hand if they find out that Cruz made these allegations with and they are untrue well, then Cruz is going to have to deal with the repercussions from the um, commission and the UFC. And um, and if there's uh, legal repercussions as well, because um, he, yeah, he um, potentially damaged Peterson's reputation and his potential uh, future earnings because the commission's are the are the ones that pick these referees and if a referee if a commission thinks that now this referee is untrustworthy because of allegations from Dominic Cruz well this ref that referee could have their livelihood affected their earnings affected um, so this needs to be worked out Cruz made a giant mistake by 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 airing this in in a public forum and if he, if it turns out that he is disparaging Peterson's reputation based on um, false allegations, then then Cruz really needs to be fined for this, 
and deal with whatever with 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 whatever repercussions come his way, um, and that's why he should have dealt with this strictly between himself, the UFC, and the Florida Boxing Commission. He made a big mistake, and um, we'll see where that all turns out. But yeah, th- he shouldn't have done what he did there. Not he shouldn't even ponder doing it in that environment. Big mistake from from Dominic Cruz. It was a disappointing display. Now let's talk about the main event. And that was a hell of a fight. A hell of a fight. Um, Justin Gaethje has really, really, really turned into something special here. Um, And he acknowledged the change in his style had to take place. He had to lose to learn how to uh, improve. And man, he has uh, he has done that. Um, just He's still having fun out there, but he is also aware that he can't have too much fun. And him and Trevor Whitman have, have developed um, a real special relationship. Um, it was clear between rounds when when Whitman had to tell him to calm down and take 10% off his punches so he didn't um, gas himself out. And it was also clear that that relationship was something special when Whitman told him ahead of the fifth round that he had to focus and not have too much fun because he had lost fights, because he had lost his concentration and lost his focus. And you caught that when Whitman said you lost, um, something like that, he said he lost uh, because he had lost his focus, and and Gaethje said twice. So he um, he knew what the message was there, and he got the message. And I, I can't say enough about the performance that Justin Gaethje um, put on, on on Saturday night. It was just fantastic to watch. Um, and by the same token... Any other fighter, I think, any other fighter would have been carried out of that arena um, well before the time Herb Dean stopped that fight um, because of the damage that Tony Ferguson was taking. I don't understand how Ferguson lasted as long as he did. He is, I mean, even though he lost and his 12-fight winning streak came to an end, um, he should be praised for taking that fight. He didn't have to. He could have waited for the Habib fight. He didn't. He um, he put it all on the line. It didn't end the way he wanted it to. I don't think it'll... I don't think the, that performance is going to hurt him in the long run because it was just a gutsy, just crazy amount of damage that he took um so he'll have to reset get back on track a bit but man Gaethje really put him on put that on him for that whole fight it was just just a special fight um uh, and I you know I, I don't think I don't think the loss will affect Ferguson I'm not sure how the amount of damage he took will affect him, though. That was the kind of fight when we um, when we talk about 
fighters not being the same after they face Robbie Lawler. Um, I don't know if Tony Ferguson is going to be the same after that fight. He just took a beating that he had never experienced before. Um, I mean, he stood in there. He took it. He he never backed down. Um, he reset a couple times, but he never he never looked like he wanted the fight to end or that he didn't want to be in there. Um, so high praise to both those fellas. Um, just a fantastic, fantastic fight. Um, well-deserved bonuses on that one. Um, so just a great fight. Um, it was a good card all around. It allowed, even it even allowed people like me who were, um, you know, critical of the UFC for holding the event, and I will I will still be critical for them for holding the event, because we saw gaps, giant gaps in the uh, in the testing and the safety of the fighters. Uh, so hopefully these folks that did participate in the event will walk away healthy, and and compensated for their efforts um, sufficiently um, and the, hopefully the UFC learned that they did not have a good grasp on the protocol and that they will improve it on for Wednesday's fight and for Saturday's fight and they should really consider um, doing the two-week pre-fight quarantine um, for the next events wherever they are after these two because what they did was 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 not sufficient, and it wasn't it wasn't well managed. But all in all, the the fights paid. Um, I mean, the fights. The fights allowed everybody to uh, feel a little bit of normalcy. At least for a few hours. And it was a good event, so I want to. Uh, I'll praise the fighters for the effort they gave, and. Hopefully things get a little better in the testing protocol. Um, they've already announced that they're going to change some things. And that's a positive. Um, I don't think they are by any means setting the blueprint for other sports to come back because of how lax everything was. Um, but I think the other sports will have to look at this and say, all right, we're not going to do these things that the UFC did, and we will do these other things, perhaps, but we'll have um, tighter restrictions. So it'll be a help for uh, other sports. I don't think they didn't. I don't think they learned anything new or that they didn't expect. But we'll see what happens there going forward with the other sports, and we'll also see how the UFC adjusts to what they did right and what they did wrong. Um, and again, I will discuss more of the uh, non-disclosure thing tomorrow because I didn't have time to, uh, to really dig into it. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it should be something that's discussed by everyone in the MMA media. Um, I don't know if that'll happen but I do think it should be a topic that everyone at least looks into and tries to get a grasp on. Um, so, I was also thinking, um, I'll save that for tomorrow. I'll just leave it at that for now. Um, 
the event, like I said, I was happy with the event. I wasn't happy with the testing because I still think it was too uh, lackadaisical and too laid back and too, I know what I'm doing and I'm not going to take the advice of an epidemiologist. Um, I think Dana White's hand fingerprints were too much on this and I think it should have been left to medical, um, the medical teams and hopefully that will get adjusted. But again, good fight card. I'm glad that Henry Cejudo is retiring. Fantastic, fantastic performance by Justin Gaethje. Gutsy performance by Tony Ferguson. Um, and and then that's all I have for today. So I hope you uh, I hope you enjoyed the fights. Um, I know I did, and and I hope you are all staying safe. So I will be back tomorrow with uh, with more. All right, stay safe.